Welcome to African Couch Potato, the mashup. It's another episode. Today, we're sitting with Umfanelo Waganjongo, and he's going to talk to us about his project, Film Tukasi. African Couch Potato, the mashup. Fanelo, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Saren. How are you? I'm very good. Fanelo, I haven't seen you in 10 years exactly to this day. Yeah. I met you 2013 at Tulip High School. Yes, that's correct. How has your life been since that? Um, my life has been a roller coaster, but it has been an exciting journey so far. Yeah, can't complain. What made you want to go into film? I would say... Back in 2012 or 2013, I was so much confused um, with regards to my studies and what I want to pursue after matric. And I still remember that program that you guys came with at school. Um, initially, I'd forgotten about it. Then I graduated, um, passed my matric, went to study IT because of my friends. Then I remember one day I told my mom that um, I'm thinking of dropping out. Then when I was dropping out, I think I got a link to that video that we shot back in high mm. school. Then I remember sitting down with her, saying to her, I think I want to go pursue photography and stuff. And then she said to me, um, you've got six months to figure yourself out with what you want to do and stuff. Then I remember the following year I came to her and said, I am leaving photography. I think I want to do film, filmmaking. Yeah. And then she was like, nah, it's fine. You are on your own. As long as you know whatever that you want to do. Um, since well, we kept on dropping out from school and stuff. Then I did my first year with filmmaking. Then, um, then told her again that I want to pursue my studies further. Then studied, did my bachelor's degree in film. Then yeah. So far, it has been quite exciting. She didn't kick you out of the house, no? Nah, not at all. Because um, eventually I found somebody, a potential sponsor, who helped me out to further my studies. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the reason I'm asking you how it's been is, uh, I thought I was going to be a doctor. I grew up wanting to be a doctor. Okay. A neurologist and go study, go Cuba, you know? So. Yeah. I'm getting good grades. I'm not failing maths. And then I have to tell Abba Zalibuti, I want to do journalism. Yeah. And back then, Daily Sun was journalism. Yeah. So you're telling people that you want to go write gossip. That's what they understood. It's like, we are paying all of this money to school in, and you're telling us that you just want to go and, Study. and irritate people with lies, you know? Yeah. And it's a very important um, perspective because how do you then push when things get difficult? Because the media space, the film and television industry is not easy. Yeah. There's been a lot of dreams that have been broken and it takes so long, which is into or for things to come alive. What has kept you going? So um, I'm one person who believes in God, basically. And I remember the other day when I went to like church, told them that, you know what, I want to go study this filmmaking thing and then I remember being told to pray about it I think it was um, back in 2016 um, usually church they do this prayer and fasting thing mm. so I remember printing out um, fees of each and every different institution and stuff then looking at my background, I thought of the thing of saying, I think I don't qualify for this one because of the fees and where I'm coming from. Then I remember 
sitting down with my pastor and saying that, you know, I want to pursue this thing. And he kept on saying to me, you know, pray about it. Trust God about this. And I remember coming back to him and saying that, yeah, I've been praying about it and stuff. And then he said, he asked me, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? Then I told him a school that I wanted to go to. And then he was like, no, it's fine. I'll pay your studies for that year. Then the following year, came back to him and said to him, I want to pursue my studies more further. And he said to me, which school do you want to come go to actually, then um, chose City Varsity and then he was like, no, cool, I'll pay again for your studies. But one thing that he kept on saying to me, never lose hope or believing in God. What I'm doing for you, it's not because of me or you wanting to serve under me, but I am only showing you that with God, anything is possible. So that has been one thing that has kept me, told us far not to give up. Fast track a couple of years later, you've now started Film to Gazi. What is Film to Gazi? So basically, Film to Gazi is an initiative that I started planning, I think, sometime last year, whereby we wanted to showcase like movies that we've been shooting with other filmmakers, but to like disadvantaged communities. So I come from a community that is peri urban. So I would say we are. A little bit disadvantaged compared to other neighborhoods but it came to me to say that out of where i'm coming from the area that i'm coming from there are other people out there who don't know about the media spaces who don't know about this filmmaking thing so basically film to us is more like an initiative that has like workshops together with like film screenings, whereby we screen our movies. We also screen other filmmakers' um, movies within it, but also providing the kids from like the township that workshop with regards to this filmmaking thing to say that whatever studies that you are studying at school, whatever stream, how can you find a career within this film space and not focus on your traditional, if I study accounting, probably I'll work by a bank, or if I study tourism, probably I'll work where we So basically we were trying to say to them that Within this film space, there is a career for you, but you just need to navigate yourself and say, do I want to pursue this or not? I'm glad you mentioned accountants. I hate accountants, by (laughs) the way. And the reason I hate accountants is because life always looks easy for them. You know, like you're in grade 10, you pick your subjects, they pick commerce and accounting. Then by the time they're in matric, they get a bursary. Yeah. First year, invest tech funds their life. Second year, price waterhouse coopers. Third yeah. year, KPMG. After that, you get a job. Cycle one, cycle two, you're a CA. Yeah. You didn't have to struggle. Yeah. I don't like people who don't struggle because I feel like, what are you living if everything is given to you, you know? So whenever you see an ambitious young person doing the most, you want to believe in them and you want to back them. With that being said, how do you now get in touch with the Gauteng Film Commission? So I remember, I think it was two years back, 
Um, there's one guy, we call him David Black um, from Munsonville. He invited me to some of the community workshops that they've been doing. So I remember this one time when we kept on attending those workshops, we applied the first time um, during their funding cycles. And I remember getting um, your application has been declined due to mm. compliance. And then I remember last year, I told myself that let me fix my compliance with regards to my business, my company and fix whatever that they need and try them out. So I remember applying last year, I think it was around March or April. Then I was like, hey, let me continue with whatever that I'm doing. Then I remember, I think it was September. Then I got a response from them to say that everything that you submitted it's in line with what we want and your papers are in order then they were like nah we're gonna find you for this thing and i was like cool then we did it but then um there was a lady called i think in tabiling yeah. um she has been very helpful um we kept on running back to her to say that um one two and three how do we do it and stuff and she kept on saying now nah, whatever plan that you guys had initially continue with it mm -hmm. and when we started this uh, project it was supposed to be a one day one location type of a thing then we were like nah let's cancel that and let's see then we did five screenings i think in five different communities then kind of like employed about 24 youth sure. out of that yeah yeah What goes into putting together a screening? Uh, so basically there's the planning part of things and also the audio visual things for like the screen, um, the capacity of the venues and stuff. And also in maybe let's say uh, there was one screening that we were supposed to do at our hall. Then we noticed that people have to travel for like 10, 15 minutes and the weather was bad that mm. day. So our team went, looked around the neighborhood um, for a suitable location, then went there, then when we were done setting up everything, others had to go out within the rain and kind of like call people and say, come at this place, there's this happening. Yeah. Yeah. But now the running around, the hiring of people, do you do that yourself or do you have help? I would say that most of the things I was doing it by myself, but I wouldn't take all the credit. There was one lady who was helping me out with my um, papers, like daily reports. Um, I was working with Beging Ube. He's mm. also a director, TV producer. He has been helping me with regards to like delegating and running the whole thing. Then there was Sam Leburu and Mapito Rampela. I've been running to them for like consultancy to say that um, I'm encountering one, two, and three, what should I do? So basically there were people that were helping me out to kind of like do certain things. Yeah, and what were some of the problems that you faced? Okay, number one, the financing of things. Yes. You know, um, that whole film to Gassi thing taught me something that with proper planning and proper structures, you have to stick by whatever that you said you're going to spend wherever, mm -hmm. you know, because we ended up going 
I'd say not over budget, but for initially what we had said that we wanted to do, some of these other things, we couldn't do them because of the financing of things. Then you would find somebody whereby we have a verbal agreement to say that, nah, give me your movies for us to go and screen, come through for a workshop, blah, blah, blah. As soon as they find out that they are like sponsors, people would come and change their minds, yeah. you know. And I realized, I think it was a week before the initial screening, people kept on coming back, changing quotations, changing things, you know. And I remember telling my team, saying to them, you know, one thing that I believe in, whether these people are part of us now or not, but eventually in future, now we know better how mm. to move forward. But I think, yeah, biggest, my biggest, biggest challenge was that whole thing whereby we had agreements with people, companies and stuff, then people started changing yeah. out of the way. Obviously, when people now change on you, it puts a, a big strain on yeah. you. Because one, you lose out on the people who are supposed to be there. You lose out on the content that you're yeah. supposed to be screening. And then it also stops you from moving forward in terms of how many screenings you can do. Yeah. How do you navigate that? Like, how how do you keep your head above water knowing that Abanbazok Flopela, basically? So that's what I was saying, Guti, the people that I kept on running to for consultancy. You know, one thing for sure that uh, my mentor keeps on saying to me is that no matter what challenge you face today, just don't go forward or move to tomorrow with the same mentality of yesterday. So when we got those flops, eventually there were other people that we could go to and say, I've got this happening in like two days to come. Are you here or not? Are you a part of it or not? Then if they decline, we move forward. So with this guy, um, Beggy, eventually he was like the... I would say the anchor of this whole thing, because mm. I remember he said to me, within the space, you would find sharks and vultures, but not everybody is a shark and a vulture, you know. Mm. So he helped me to organize people because we even did what's the school activations, whereby we went to schools, um, giving talks to like kids and bringing up uh, celebrities and stuff. So most of the stuff he came by and said to me, I won't charge you my normal rate, but I'll discount you because you want to grow and learn. So yeah, basically that's how I went about it. How do you see the project moving forward? So right now, I was talking to the guys after we did our last screening. I said to them, I am thinking of venturing to like um, outside the province or try to go to like those rural, rural areas whereby I know that people are struggling and kind of like have one of these as a pro bono type of a thing. Then whoever was on board during that phase, we're going to say thank you to them, whatever way. But eventually, I, I just want to spread this thing to like different places outside the province and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play devil's advocate for a little bit. Now, okay. What is your funding model? Is it reliant on sponsorship and donations or is there a way that you can get money and keep it going in another way? 
Um, so basically, Film Tukesi is relying on sponsorship and like donations because another thing that we kind of like encountered along the way, there were sponsors that promised that we'll bring one, two, and three, and eventually they dropped us, you mm -hmm. know. And somehow, somehow since we'll, we said to people that we are trying to create employment, since there's so much unemployment around the youth, we need a way of saying to these people, come through, come and do one, two, and three that you've been doing, but here's something to say thank you. You know, mm -hmm. so what we're trying to do is with the film company, we're trying to like shoot maybe let's say videos and whatever, photography and stuff, and try to finance maybe let's say for that day we give um, those people something for that day. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important for people to realize that whatever money comes in actually goes somewhere. You yes. Know? It's not like you're sitting there in a Range Rover, you've eaten people's exactly. money and there's yeah. no progress. You're employing people. Yeah. Which is something that even the bigger institutions and companies don't do. Yeah. What is your legacy? What is it that you want to leave even beyond your time? Yeah. So... I think one thing for sure, I want people to always remember Mfanelo per se and say that that guy was somebody who changed the whole perspective of how we see the world. You know, um, I want people to remember Mfanelo as a solution maker instead of a problem maker in a way from a very disadvantaged background. He managed to do something from nothing, you know. So basically that's what I want people to remember and say to them, it takes one person to do something, you know, just not to divert from your question. I remember going to a place called Taranton, you know. Yeah. And that? it's in towards Mahanes. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got there, I remember we said in the poster, this thing is for sixteen to like 16 and above. But if I can tell you that the the kids that were there outside the venues were kids from like the ages of 10, less than 16, mm -hmm. you know. And I remember those kids going to their parents, calling their parents and neighbors to say, come through to this venue. There's something happening. So one thing for sure right now for me is that I am going to do this thing for those kids mm -hmm. that one day they remember that you once did this when I was still young and you are still doing it even now when I'm older. So I'm not sure if, am I answering you? You don't have to answer me. <laughs> Just you said what you needed to say yeah. perfectly. How do people now get a hold of you? So um, on social media, Mfanelon Joko, then um mfanelo.njoke at gmail.com or mfanelo at neloholdings.co.za. Nello Holdings is from mfanelo. Yes. Okay. <laughs> is there anything else that you want to say? Um, basically, one thing that I would love to say is that for the older generation within this media space to not become gatekeepers, you know, um, because as much as we are also trying to come into the industry, I believe that we have to be 
united within this media space, you know, that as soon as you die or you move out out of the country, there has to be somebody that will take over from where you have left off, you know, because I honestly feel that without their guidance or without their knowledge being shared to this younger generation, eventually will create a new pathway, mm. you know, that would be different from what they know, you know, and we just don't want to be called rebellious, a rebellious generation. But eventually, if they don't do that, these youngsters are coming up, technology is changing, and I feel like they shouldn't be those gatekeepers. We need each other within the space. Thank you so much. That was Mfane Logan Joko, the owner of Film Tukasi. We'll be back again next week with another episode. For now, goodbye and keep binging. African Couch Potato, the mashup. <laughs>